0: hey there it's matt welcome to food under fire where we explore grace and resilience in the food system i think the people who inspire me most in life are the ones who keep getting back up if one decides to pursue a self-made career or a creative endeavor they will inevitably get knocked down they'll be told they can't do it they'll get laughed at and they'll fail It has to happen at least once, and if it doesn't happen, you're probably doing it wrong. And when it does happen, what you do next is crucial. You know the story, time and time again, someone will pursue what is deeply meaningful to them, and oftentimes this means being vulnerable or honest about who they are. And then the world rejects them and tries to shut them down, and that can really hurt. It can hurt so bad that they don't even feel like trying anymore. Instead, they seek comfort and hope that it doesn't happen again. And the inherent problem with constantly seeking comfort is that you are denying the fundamental truth of life, which is suffering. I believe we must suffer well and create the kind of life that is worth suffering for. For the folks who fall over and over again, but who get back up over and over again, they tend to understand this fundamental truth either consciously or subconsciously they are able to withstand this cycle of getting knocked down, getting back up, and getting knocked down again because their efforts are coming from a place of inner truth. They are pursuing something that is meaningful to them, and that meaning makes them invincible. (laughs) Before we get into today's episode, be sure to follow the podcast on the official Instagram page, which you can now find at Food Under Fire Pod. You can find it on Facebook as well under the same name. Keep in mind that I recently launched a Patreon for the podcast. Patreon is a service where for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content and merch. It's optional, but if you're interested, visit patreon.com slash food under fire. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash food under fire. Find the link in the description as well. And of course, if you enjoy the show, consider subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You could also share with a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Food Under Fire was recently featured in the top 100 food programs across all of Apple Podcasts, and that's all thanks to you rating the show, downloading, and listening. And I can't thank you enough. Mona Nagasi and her partner Jesse Hedman like to joke that they're essentially human cockroaches. <laughs> Whenever the restaurant industry believed them to be dead and gone, they just kept coming back. It all started in late 2017 when they opened Just Us in Lower Town. It was an eclectic, punk infused restaurant that put a major emphasis on approachable fine dining, community events, and burgers. I saw them as a unique outlier in the scene. They were edgy and youthful. But soon enough, the crew got hit with a nasty surprise. Their landlord decided to jack up the rent five times. This was a tragedy not only for them, but to the other tenants in the building. This pushed them out and I was pretty bummed, thinking I would never hear from them again. But then I did hear from them again. Still in St. Paul, just this time on the other side of Lower Town. I was thrilled because this new space that they had found was way bigger. They had a chance to hold more people and host even bigger events. And even though they faced a slew of old building problems, the new arrangement was perfect. Just Us was finally on its way to become huge. And then COVID hit. They were forced to shut down and transitioned to patio dining when the summer hit and by the time fall rolled around, their fate had been sealed. On November 15th, 2020, they made an announcement that they would be shutting down indefinitely. This had marked the end of a three-year journey, and they had lost half of their original founders since then. Only Mona and Jesse were left. Soon after this, they announced the loss of their original namesake. The Just Us brand was no longer theirs, which was confusing because the restaurant actually reopened under a different party. You'd think that, at this point, Jesse and Mona would be dejected, bitter, and ready to do something else somewhere else. But this was not the case. Not in the slightest. On February 5th, 2021, they announced their new venture. The Angry Line Cooks Food Truck. Partnering with their friends, Colby, Dan, and Liz, Mona and Jesse were back yet again. I was stunned. These folks could not be stopped. As of writing, they have raised $12,000 on a goal of $20,000 to get this new project off the ground. Of course, being the person I am, I had to talk to them about their journey. So I decided to pay them a visit in Lower Town St. Paul on a Tuesday morning, to hear about their journey and how they're feeling at this unique juncture in their careers. today. It's one of the first shows I've done in St. Paul in a while. In recent memory, actually, I don't even know, so it's a short drive. I want to talk about the weather so bad, but I I won't, I promise. After a very short drive, I arrived in Lower Town. Mona said that they were in the artist lofts. I go to the lofts across from Mears Park and wait. I then call Mona and tell her I'm waiting up front.
1: We're in the back right
0: now, like in the alleyway. So I go around back to the alleyway and I don't see them. I begin to think I'm in the wrong area. At this point, I begin just wandering around seeing if I can find them. I then get a call from Jesse saying that I'm probably at the wrong building. Oh, okay. I'm literally right across the street from the liquor store right now, so
2: Okay, perfect.
0: Yeah, you're real close. Okay. Um, so yeah, just keep walking around that building. You'll see, uh, you'll see one of us is outside walking their dog right
3: now.
0: So as we're talking, I get redirected to the correct alleyway. When I get there, I see a few people outside. Hi. Now, which one of the angry line cooks are you? Liz, I'm Matt. Nice to meet you. We head into the building and it's clear that they're still waking up. Yeah, is this early for you guys? This
4: is early for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we haven't.
0: We take an elevator upstairs and walk out into an open room with studio apartments on all sides. It happens to be one of the oldest artist lofts in the country. We enter the place that belongs to Dan and Liz. It's decked out in art and memorabilia. Liz is a painter and Dan's a cook. Both of them are friends of Jesse and Mona and we're more than happy to be a part of this new food truck journey. The only person missing was Colby who couldn't make it that morning. As I'm setting up my things, Liz's dog, Noodles, gets excited with all the commotion.
4: I know
3: it's, just,
4: it's just, I, know. I can't play with you right now. It's not, yeah. funny. everyone did not you.
0: Finally, I'm just about ready. As I'm lining up the camera shot and getting all my audio stuff prepped, the four kind of just banter among themselves. You can tell they're longtime friends. And he oh, you still gotta sit on peed. his bones.
1: Yeah, it That's not wine, that's gravy.
2: Oh. The gravy The gravy seats. I got it
1: on
2: okay. <laughs> You just broke it in. <laughs> it it's just a little wobbly. It's still put together though, just don't rock back in it.
1: Don't like sneeze Starts really hard
2: often or say don't sneeze. <laughs> I feel good audio.
0: When I'm finally ready, our conversation begins with the topic of branding. marketing Yeah, you guys seem like you're very deliberate about the content that you do and and it's always been that way in terms of not even in terms of just video content but in just terms of putting out some sort of artistic brand to kind of represent Mm -hmm. what you do it seems like you've always been very good about that i think consistency and brand and aesthetic is super important to have like a very a very kind of like sticky brand that people attach to Mm -hmm. and relate to and you guys have certainly Uh, done that which is why I've been so interested in what you guys do for like the last almost two two and a half years Mm -hmm. now because I can always I can always notice when it's a project that you guys are working on because you kind of leave your stamp on it. That's
1: awesome thank you That's good to hear.
3: I feel like a big part of that is is Mona I mean being consistent from the very first space till now being the head of you know marketing and again I mean all of us you know chime in and we help out with you know thinking of new ways to push ourselves and push the brand but at the end of the day I mean it's really comes down to the wording that you provide and everything like that and that's what keeps that that kind of style and tone Mm -hmm. you know throughout
1: yeah I would say we've been pretty intentional about you know I've been on social media since the very beginning but like you said consistency is everything so it's it's kind of been all of our voices through 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 me you know um, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's cool. It's awesome, but it's kind of been a challenge, especially the last restaurant. Cause you know, I was bartending and working front of house, you know, and also running the social media and organizing events, you know, so I'm happy now because I trust everybody on, on the team in this iteration to be able to, you know, take the reins on that or help me out with that a little bit. Cause I don't know. I I play, I feel like I kind of a control freak when it comes to those things because it's so important to me that it, it stays so consistent, you know, but I trust these guys and I trust their aesthetic sense, you know, so I feel like in the future it's going to get, it's going to get a little bit more eclectic, but still, still kind of stay in the realm of what we've been doing, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of people here. This is a new one for me. I've never talked to four people at once before. Mm-hmm. And I think t- in order to kind of get a handle on what's going on here, especially for the listener. Uh, let's kind of go over who everyone is and you, uh, everyone's like associated history with mm-hmm. this project. So uh, have we all been here since the beginning or? No. Just no.
1: Jess and I have yeah. been here since the beginning.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it was you two. And then what is the story? I mean, you guys can speak on it, but the story of how you two guys came on board and.
2: How did we meet? I mean,
1: Probably we, we met Liz first.
2: Allie having a cigarette or yeah. something at some point. <laughs> but yeah. It's, uh, a, it's we, a long story. We share an alley. We're, we're, we're building neighbors. And uh, Jesse and Mona had already been uh, friends with Liz because Liz works at Wet Paint over on Grand. No,
1: that was, I think we met Liz before you moved to Lower Town because we'd shop at the art store that she's worked at forever, the best art store in St. Paul, Wet Paint. Everybody go to Wet Paint. Yeah, everybody. Um, but yeah, yeah. and
2: then, Liz and I are both from Chicago. She's been here for longer than I have. I think about what, fifteen years now? Yep. And I moved up here about two and a half years ago. We had previously dated and uh we decided. Yeah, twenty years ago. Oh my god. And we just we decided to get back together and uh and in turn I met these guys and I had already worked at a few uh restaurants around town. I've been a line cook for probably twenty plus years in some facet i've been, been a restaurant worker in some facet for twenty twenty plus years and uh yeah uh i, I was always interested in what they were doing and uh and finally uh, with the the second iteration of just us an opportunity arose and i jumped on it and uh we've been we've been uh together ever since not together uh, what, what we' <laughs> we've been part partners ever we since and think. uh yeah yeah, it's it's been great, and uh, there's there's really no other people I'd rather work with.
0: That 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 is crazy. The the twenty year reconnection thing. I, I've I've personally never heard that one <laughs> Super before. Super romantic. There's
1: the whole really story is just photo. so cute.
3: What
0: exactly. is what is the story? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, do the story please, because that's you that's
4: a hot ticket out. Oh, right, oh, yeah, I'll just do, just do the, do the, the abridged thing. version. Okay. <laughs> we met at the Rocky Horror Picture Show in 1997. And dated for two years, and I think we were seventeen and eighteen, maybe split <laughs> up, went through some life. Dan found me on social media
2: by chance
4: by chance, and we figured it out wasn't stalking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes.
0: So you stalked her, you yeah, found so her. They,
4: they, they <laughs> <laughs> he was not stalking me um. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, asked him to come up here and do what he wanted to do with his life. And that's what we're trying to figure out.
2: Don't forget about the part where we reconnected and fell in love, you know, that's the important <laughs> yeah. part. Yeah. I'm not just up here in the wind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much our story. What and, uh, we have in our, our little, uh, we have a Facebook page called palette to palette, like palette, mouth palette to palette, paint palette. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, it just says simply that, uh, she paints, I cook. And that's pretty much the, uh. That's the dynamic of your relationship, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's more to it than that, hopefully. Right? Right, honey? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Maybe a cookbook one day? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. I would buy that. But yeah, it it was pretty awesome. I feel like it was all very happenstance again. But, you know, we got Dan on board at the restaurant and he kicked ass. He's like one of the best line cooks I've ever seen. And Uh. so, yeah, you know, initially when we decided to do the food truck thing. I mean, in the very beginning, it was just gonna be me and Jess, you know? We were kind of like, um, I mean, there was a lot of ups and downs working in a team kind of dynamic for so many years. And um, so we were kind of like, let's just go it alone. Let's just see how that see how that works out, you know? And But, you know, Dan right away was kind of like, I want in on this. I want to continue working with you guys. And at that point we were kind of like, Heck yeah! It would be so much easier if we if we weren't doing it by ourselves, you know. So um, yeah, so we all decided to go in on this together, and it's pretty cool so far. You know, the GoFundMe we launched a couple of weeks ago, and we're essentially at halfway halfway to yeah, our goal I saw right that. now. Yeah, insane. Yeah, it happened really really fast, and I'm super super stoked about that. I mean, I know that the second half is kind of the hardest, so we're really pushing, but um, yeah, I think. I mean, if if all goes well and according to plan, um, really does. But if it does, we'll hopefully launch by the summertime. And, yeah, I'm, like, praying and crossing my fingers that that happens. But if not, then it'll happen, you know, in the fall. Whatever. It's it's going to happen when it happens, yeah. you know. But.
3: I mean, what's nice by, like, crowdfunding like this and working off of a GoFundMe campaign Theoretically, as soon as we get a nice string of warm days, which we should be getting right now uh, It's gonna be 50 this weekend. Yeah. Oh my god I, don't I can't don't, even
1: conceptualize what 50 degrees knock is on, like on wood, now. please It's just you know? fucking like <laughs> negative temperatures <laughs> yeah. a week yeah. ago or
0: something
3: um, Anyways, <laughs> but hopefully we should be able to you know with this warmer weather start doing some of the more preliminary stuff. There's obviously uh Licensing and everything that we kind of got to get on uh before but A lot of that has to do with needing to know your funding, but just some basic retrofitting that we need to do to the truck already. We can start on hopefully soon Mm -hmm. and kind of start showing some progress shots. Uh, We have like a lot of information that we want to roll out for people and a lot of cool things. Um,
1: Yeah, we'd like to theoretically um, the plan is to kind of document the whole build out process, you mm know, Um, and, you know, get people more interested in what we're doing and feel like. Let people feel like they're a part of the process because realistically everybody in our community is, you know, um, but yeah, I'm excited. We have no idea what we're doing. (laughs) We have no idea what we're doing as far as the build out goes, but we have some help. Um, we got a guy and we're putting, putting a lot of of faith into this guy, (laughs) but he's been great in the past. We've worked with him before. So
3: yeah, he was actually pretty instrumental with that second location. I mean. We've always been the kind of team that's done everything ourselves, uh, done it by hands. But with that second location being, God, I don't even remember what the square footage was, but astronomical. Was a lot. Uh, Probably
1: like two plus.
3: Thousand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to say it was. Two to four. It was at least four. And then if we're counting the basement, which let's not count the basement, either way, Um Yeah, it was just, it was a lot, and there were certain problems that came up that we weren't able to tackle alone, and this gentleman had a connection uh, uh, to us early on, and so he came in, kind of helped us out crucially with the build-out there, and so, yeah, we're pretty confident with working with him now. I mean, one of the things, too, is we all are brushing up on our how-to-build-a-food-truck knowledge, you know. YouTube is a great resource, obviously, uh, for that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully, we know all the important things we need to know from building restaurants now you know now we just need to figure out how to condense it shrink it on down yeah honey I shrunk the restaurants <laughs> so but yeah that's kind of where we're at it's kind of, it's funny that you made that comment about
0: we don't know what we're doing because mm-hmm. it's almost you're saying that as if other people do. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but I guess that no one knows what they're right, doing. Right? No. More people. There, there's just some people that are better at convincing you that they do know what they're doing. That's very That's true. Constantly. I feel like
1: I've gotten pretty good at convincing myself that I know what the hell I'm doing, you know, <laughs> but bar. it's the fake until you make a thing. I, I feel like I fully believe that. I fully believe in that. I feel like, especially working as a freelance artist for so long, you know, sometimes you take commissions based on <laughs> falsities, just based on saying, I can totally do this thing for you that I've never done before, you know. But then you make a kick-ass product and, you know, and then you're not faking it anymore. <laughs> right, mate. Right. Exactly. That's, what, that's the make-it part.
0: No, yeah, I can relate to that freelance mindset. You're just kind of doing whatever, whenever, just yeah. to make a buck or just to make mm-hmm. sure your, your, uh, your work can make you a living, essentially. Right, exactly. And there's a lot of scrapping and just Throwing darts at the fucking wall and see what sticks. And yeah.
1: you know, I love a challenge in that way, though. You know, I feel like I've always been a problem solver, quote unquote. But I love it. I feel like there's, I there's like I get off on that. You know, I get off in the having to figure shit out in the, in the very at the very last minute. You know, and um, so I feel like I've gotten to this point where I kind of thrive working that way. You know, but yeah, it's cool because I feel like it's forced me to learn a lot of things that I probably otherwise wouldn't have. Wouldn't have learned, you know.
3: I feel like that's another remnant of being, you know, a freelance artist or anything like that. But literally something always goes wrong in the last second. doesn't matter what you're doing in this world, but it'll go wrong. And it's all about how you, you know, adjust accordingly, how you bounce back. Uh, that I think with that kind of mindset, it makes something like this food truck just a really, really interesting obstacle to get through, something that we can flex what we have learned like we were talking about but also just to face new challenges something that in the restaurant industry I feel like it's been a while since we've had you know uh, uh, us personally since we've had some like new challenges to jump through and everything like that
1: I mean I feel like it's been since we left the restaurant I feel like the entire time we were at the restaurant it was oh my, challenge every day daily, challenge. daily <laughs> challenge
3: but I mean but yeah. for us we we kind of I don't know I feel like we thrive on it so much, so that we need it back in our lives. Even these last couple of months has been almost too much of a not or like a vacation. I don't know how to explain yeah. it better. I
1: feel like you know we've been trying to keep busy with commission work and um, just trying to keep like our social media pages valid, you know, and relevant. Um, but yeah, it's been weird. It's been really weird not being in a restaurant, you know, or not working a service job or service industry job. But yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited for like. And I feel like we can all probably relate to this, but I'm so excited to jump back into just like the day to day bullshit. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm even so like I'm so excited for like the slow days even. You know. But, shopping
3: for the busy days.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to all of it. It's just. It just feels weird not serving people food. That's kind of poetic that community. you're looking forward
0: to the slow days. I really like that.
1: I really. I mean, yeah. I really am, and I feel like I, I hope that I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> on the slow days, when I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" You know, but no, I just you know, I feel like that's just part of the ebb and the flow of of the industry. I feel like that's part part of. I feel like we love all those parts. If we didn't love the shitty parts, we wouldn't still be doing it. You know, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I feel like I don't know. I feel like for for so long, like during quarantine, you know, we like held off for a while to reopen the restaurant during, or after the first the first shutdown. Um, we wanted to hold off even longer because we were just so apprehensive about just dealing with the public, you know, every every single day and potentially endangering ourselves, potentially endangering our employees, you know. Um, but, you know, I feel like towards the end there, kind of when we decided to leave, when we decided to walk away from the restaurant, um, it was kind of a choice of do we walk away or do we open for a dine-in, you know. And our inv- our investor at that point who had majority equity was kind of like, we need to open for dine right now, you know. So for us, part of the decision to walk away was kind of, it was kind of like a moral standpoint. You know, I totally understood where she was coming from because she had so much money tied up into it, you know. We had a lot of money tied up into it too and a lot of like, you know, sweat equity tied up into it. But um, we just, we we couldn't. We couldn't in good conscience at that point, you know. It just didn't feel right opening up for dining, And we are kind of, we didn't really have a choice, you know. So again, she kind of made her choice for us. But... So I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to be able to do this in a way that feels feels right and feels safe, you know. And um, yeah. And also too, hopefully by summer, you know, restrictions are lessened a little bit, and um, yeah, people are vaccinated. Hopefully we're vaccinated by then. Who who knows?
2: Yeah, it's it's hard decisions like those that you made. Uh, in my opinion, correctly, and and your and your guys's Jesse and Mona's work ethic and mm-hmm. just uh. The lack of the usual hierarchy that you see in most restaurants is one of the reasons I've stuck with them for as long as I have, and I always will. Is it's uh, oh god, it's going to sound hokey as hell. It really does feel like a family. Uh, yeah, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. Why are you? Um, here? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh, it. It really does feel like that. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, I've never really had that kind of experience in any of the other restaurants that I've worked at. I've I've done from fine dining to hole in the wall hot dog stands, and it's just never felt like a uh, comfortable as comfortable fit, you know, mm-hmm. where you really actually trust, you know, it didn't, you guys were definitely my bosses, but it never felt like you were my bosses mm-hmm. ever. Like everybody from me to, 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 to Colby or whoever, you know, um, from line cook to dishy, it's everybody had input. Everybody was, you know, treated equally. It was, it's, it's always, it's just been a great ride and, uh, mm-hmm. look forward to a lot more of it.
0: Like, yeah. Well, I think part of that is because of how authentic you guys are. And I think that kinda removes the hierarchy part mm-hmm. because uh you're just like let's operate as real human beings and just cooperate yeah. and not just add some weird political I'm above you mm-hmm. and you need to act a certain way. It's just like I mean yeah. let's just be real people. Let's just be ourselves and see I what happens. I feel like
1: I've I've always hated that <laughs> shit. You know, I feel like I've never really like responded super well to authority. Unless I have good reason to respect you, you've shown me. <laughs> You've shown me that. I I should respect you, you know. But I don't know. I feel like that was kind of the thing from the very first iteration of the restaurant. I mean, the thing with the first restaurant was all of us were just super burnt. I mean, all of us were at the point where we were so ready to, like, walk away from from the service industry, you know. And um, we're like, let's do this. Let's let's work for ourselves, you know. And let's be our own bosses. And um, I feel like that kind of remained that was like the spirit all throughout even in the second restaurant when the investor came on board technically at that point again she had majority equity but she was very much in the background it was we were still running the show you know all the employees knew us to be management and um but i feel like even so it was everything was always 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 just super collaborative you know from menu planning to planning the cocktail list you know everything like absolutely everything was was pretty I feel like pretty equally done, you know. And I feel like I I guess that's to say like if you had if you showed that you were interested in collaborating in that way. Um there were a lot of people who were there that were like, I'm just trying to make, make a paycheck, but I'm an awesome worker. That's totally cool. That's totally fine with me, you know. But I feel like it happens too often where people are I mean, I've worked so many jobs where I've just been like so excited to be there, like to just be present and to be contributing like creatively and conceptually, you know, but I feel like most of the places that i've worked it's kind of been like that's not really why you're here you know um or oh we'll take that into consideration you know and you never hear about it yeah. again and like yeah. so and i feel like yes angles. but i feel like you know dan and plenty of our other cooks everybody was just so excited to contribute in that way so for us it was like hell yeah like let's do this shit together then you know well
3: and it really felt like it was close to the original vision of the first restaurant which was a chef collective and I mean, kind of with the language of that, we didn't necessarily mean you had to be a cook background. Everybody by nature is a chef. We cook for ourselves at home. Even if you don't cook in a restaurant, you you cook. And so with that first restaurant, even though it was only five of us, we really wanted to make sure everybody had input. Going into the second location, bringing on a staff of 30, 15? I don't remember. It was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Because when we first launched, it was obviously pre-COVID and... So we had a pretty um, medium-sized staff, but yeah, it was one of the fun uh, fun aspects of launching that was trying to make sure that we could keep the vision intact, and I think we did a really good job, especially then too once COVID restrictions came in, and you know we kind of went back to a smaller team. That was, you know, a moment where we literally all sat down, much like this, in a circle and just figured out what that restaurant was, what the model was right. at that point, because. Yep. COVID wasn't something that was only affecting me and Mona or only affecting the investors. affecting all of us. And so we wanted to make sure everybody's input and everybody's safety and everybody's, whatever was the most concerned. So, you know, I, I feel like the food truck is just a natural evolution of that, uh, being able to stay with a small team, being able to stay into, you know, this socialist communist, uh, work regime that we have, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like the the next logical step. So I'm really excited to take it on with you. And also, I love you. Aww. You're so kind. Your words earlier almost made me choke
2: up. It's too early for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way
3: too early
0: to get the waterworks
2: going. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. I'll back to my usual emotionless self. <laughs> yeah, just be emotionless. I would prefer to, for to you
0: those. to make very bland, boring statements.
2: <laughs> but... uh to reiterate what, what Jess was saying about collaboration, that this is, like, one of the first places where instead of, like, let's say in fine dining where I was just a very small cog in the machine in the back of the house, this is, like, I got to be involved from, like, conception of a said menu item to the plating of, you know, to to the plate goes out to the customer. It was, it, was, it was an awesome thing to be a part of, and uh, that's that's why I want to keep doing that because mm-hmm. it's – selfish
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're all selfish come on,
1: yeah, everybody on know, I feel be, like yeah, everybody yeah. should everybody should feel like they're having a good time while they're working and you know I feel like it's totally possible it's totally possible to strike that balance you know I feel like first and foremost for me it's work ethic you know but secondly I feel like that's part of part of a good work ethic is being able to not not look like you're sweating while you're sweating you know what I mean like so yeah I feel like um Dan was awesome in that way. I feel like Liz has been awesome in that way at Wet Paint she's been there for what 15 years? 15 years, 15 years and she's been holding it down and again, best art store in staple. <laughs> it's choice. It's choice. But there I feel like the staff there is kind of similar. Everybody who's there is kind of like it's family. It's family. Yeah, everybody's been there for every you know decades plus. There,
4: uh, I think our newest person's been there 2 years. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. but easily everyone else has been there. Seven years, ten years, mm-hmm. twenty years twenty five years longer yeah. um and that's that store is very familial too. So.
1: I feel like you can feel that too when you're in a place like that, you know, I feel like you can feel that anywhere, really, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that you know it's it's one of those things I feel like at the restaurant, you know, it wasn't like you know when we hired on staff when we you know like, yeah in the beginning again, I think we got. We hired on like 20 people or so, 15 to 20 people. But, you know, it wasn't like we're going to hire people that we're going to be best friends with or anything like that, but it was like, you know, assess people out, you know, they seem like they're a person who has integrity, you know, like. Um, but I feel like we ended up getting really, really lucky. Everybody who worked in that second location was just like so cool. Just like yeah. just the most awesome people, you know, and that's part of why it sucked so much. I mean, among other things, but when we when we had to let everybody go the first time, um it sucked it really really sucked and I feel like especially too because like we could tell what the job meant to people everybody who was there was like holy shit this is like the first time I've worked in a place that like I enjoy coming to and I feel like people respect me and you know I felt bad because a lot of people ended up going back to less than ideal positions where they were kind of being exploited again and you know such is the nature of our industry but I wish that we could have a big operation again just to like employ all those amazing people again but maybe one day you know but right now with the food truck i feel like that's a huge priority for us is that all of us are making sure that one another one another are, are taken care of you know and obviously there's not gonna be <laughs> there are no benefits or anything like but i feel like again so i feel like there's so there's so much to be said about being in a place where your ideas are respected and people are excited about your ideas you know and i think that 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 does a lot for your soul even I'm excited to see where this goes because who knows what could happen with the food truck down the line you know I would love to at some point in time if it was possible expand this and bring bring more people bring more people onto the team you know and one thing that me and Jess have always talked about is um doing like an events like a venue again who knows who knows what the future holds
0: yeah, that's something that you guys seem to be consistently drawn to—is events and mm. and, a, and a platform for for performers and artists for yeah, sure. Just, yeah,
2: community in
3: general.
0: Yeah, honoring artists. You know, mm-hmm. building that sense of
2: community. A big
3: reason why that might be so important—at least for us—because, you know, even with the first location, that was a super big priority for me and Mona was to be doing the Zine Fest, doing you know Open Mic Tuesdays, and various other. Uh, events inside even that really tiny first space but I think a big part of that is because of our backgrounds I mean I came from a small town Mona eventually was in a small town for formative years so both of us I think when we needed it most felt a lack of community uh, and a lack of whatever I mean certainly we had friend groups and everything like that but in at least where I was was the desolate little small town where you know again old saying is more liquor stores than there is churches or whatever (laughs) and there's more churches than there are people or i don't know everything sucked there and so um you know being able to be here in the cities being able to express being able to cultivate and build and foster like you know new community uh as well as already you know uh joining up with already established communities and everything like that bringing everybody together especially in a downtown Because, I mean, when we first got together, it was, I think we're uh, nine years going on 10. But um, we, you know, we would be down here in Lower Town all the time and it felt so alive, so beautiful, everything like that. And it still does, but we wanted to help kind of bring our own spin on that and kind of bring more of St. Paul energy in. And I think, you know, having that opportunity with the second location in the former Golden's Deli space. Being able to put on more events, being able to uh, give even more opportunities. Like we were excited for art crawls and being able to have you know a bunch of artists from not you know in uh, Saint Paul. So many,
1: so many events planned Mm -hmm. yet for the future. But say Levy, say lovey. It is you know.
3: But yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, moral of the story: events, community. fostering relationships yeah
1: again for years before jess and i even met both of us were organizing events you know Mm -hmm. and i was showing my art and like live painting at shows and um we've both always had lots of friends who are musicians so we've you know booked shows for bands and run ran merch tables like helped you know what i mean help organize tours things like that um but we've all i feel like both of us have just always been like that's just so much a part of the passion for us too, you know. So that second location was it was awesome to be able to tie all those things together, you know. Um but with the food truck we're just gonna try to get a little creative. Um I mean it'd be great to just pull up at events or, you know, vent or get vendors' licenses to, you know, serve food at events like that are already existing events. But also we have tons of events or tons of ideas for outdoor events that we'd love to organize, you know, and um, we love we would love to to be able to just like um we had a little busking stage at one point in time we don't have it anymore but we'd like to build a new one and just like put it next to the truck and see what happens kind you of know?
3: encourage that almost open mic mentality but mm-hmm. open platform something that again that Lower Town used to do what, what was it just for Art or was it first Fridays too uh he was, remember- he
1: was both it was Art crawls and first Fridays but. There was a collective down here um, that I was kind of loosely associated with, but it was called Fourth and Wall and um, it was awesome. This was at a point in time and this wasn't even that long ago. This is like, you know, less than a decade ago or so, but this is essentially was my intro to lower town. Um, It was crazy down here. Like it was like open studios all the time, you know, and like everybody knew everybody, everybody was walking around with their drink in their hand, just walking down the street, just talking to their neighbors, you know, it was great. And um yeah, so during during uh those during some of those events they would uh that collective collective would put a bunch of busking stages just on random corners so like there'd just be people making music everywhere, you know, and it was sweet. And that was part of or that was a big part of the draw to eventually live down here. And like Jess was just talking about, we were kind of hoping to to make our space um in the old golden stelly or area or space. um we we're hoping to make that kind of like you know the last kind of wave of like crazy kooky art things in lower town but
3: it won't be the last wave there will be more
1: i mean it's gonna take a lot of work yeah. if i'm being honest this is kind of a conversation that's been happening in the community community yeah. is how do we make this the artist neighborhood again you know and there's still tons of artists who live down here and they're doing their thing they're all working artists you know and um so I feel like we just we need to cultivate we need to cultivate the community again and um, again that's kind of this ongoing conversation down here and I feel like there are a lot of people doing really awesome things but um, yeah I feel like COVID obviously didn't help our crawls were kind of a bust you know this last year but which sucks because that's so much that's so much a part of how people down here make make their income you know yeah. but yeah so but th- th- I feel like we did manage to do a little bit of that. In our time at the restaurant, even though it wasn't very long, it was awesome seeing a bunch of, like, the old heads in the neighborhood come out and be like, oh, my God, this is just, like, old times, you know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what we wanted to happen. While also
3: being able to cohabitate a space with new voices mm-hmm. and, you know, new bodies who I know probably had, some of the people that we uh, had coming through had never even really heard of Lower Town or never really, you know, there are certain landmarks down here that people mm-hmm. know about. but
1: It's crazy to, mean, to me. It's yeah. downtown St. Paul. It's the capital city. It's a downtown area of the capital city, you know, but I feel like still so many people are like, what even happens in downtown St. Paul?
3: That's the underdog, you know, chip on the shoulder that I feel like everybody, which is beautiful. I love it. I'm I'm an underdog. We're all underdogs.
1: Yeah, it is beautiful. (laughs) But also, we out here. Yeah, we're we're out here. We're trying to do stuff. You know.
3: Yeah, that certainly
0: takes a concerted effort, which, again, as you mentioned has been kind of hampered by covid because in Mm -hmm. order to have an active community you need to have a lot of concerted activities Mm -hmm. occurring and Mm -hmm. it's just hard to plan events it's hard to do get togethers and stuff like that during this time so i just imagine it's going to be one of those slow and steady evolutions back to some yeah entering into a new era who knows what that'll look like but yeah Yeah. you're right it is going to require a lot of work but it's It's worth it. And I can kind of relate to not having that a lot growing up because I was almost in the opposite situation, Mm kind of living in a suburban area of Milwaukee. And that even felt isolated in in its own way. And that's one of the reasons why I love living here and doing this program is I kind of get to be a part of a tribe or a community. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've um, been attracted to other things that provide me that same feeling. So yeah. that's been one of the, that's definitely been one of the hardest parts about the virus. It's just taken us away from that community yeah. feeling definitely. and yeah. whatever we can do to start uh, cultivating it and bringing it back, we need to start doing now. I mean, that's yeah. why, I think so too. that's why I personally, cause as soon as this, th- it became real that this virus was a thing, I started this show immediately because mm-hmm. I was just like, I, this is going to be bad if I don't do something. <laughs> right. So, so I have this and I have a few other things that are keeping me connected to something. And that's kind of what this food truck is. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are getting this food truck started to rebuild once again. And that's right. actually another thing that I wanted to talk about. It's just, it's crazy how many times you guys have been beaten down and you just come back up. It's fucking insane.
1: We're cockroaches. We <laughs> always say that we're fucking cockroaches. Well, well the cool, well, the
0: cool part is the, though, is that what'll happen is that you'll see a place shut down and then you just won't hear from them again right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you guys have been shut down so many times and you just keep coming back. It's kind
1: of a joke. Like we're just like reanimated. But, but like,
0: I think that's really special though, and maybe you guys don't give yourself enough credit for that or something. But I, I think I think that. I I appreciate appreciate that's I think that's really special, and I also think that is a sign in itself that you were in the right place in life. Uh, yeah. Because if you just keep that, trying and trying that. and trying and trying, I mean, obviously well, I there's the, something I, there. You the know? thing that's
1: so funny why I say it's a joke is like, it's like hilariously tragic, you know, because I feel like it keeps <laughs> happening too where it's like, it's, it, I feel like it's always when it's going so well to when you, it, Like, like yeah, in it's, our, in our first location, like, you know, is um, we were there for a little over a year or so. Just for six months? For... It was it was great. Like, it was going great. Like, you know, every single, every service was, like, full. Mm. Um, every bit, like, you know, we were getting great reviews, like, really cultivating community at that point with the open mics, you know. And so, it was, it was just so awesome. Like, we, I feel like we were, like, really hitting our stride. And then, you know, the landlords filled the building out from under us. Developers bought up the building, trying to raise our rent, like, nearly five times. We were like, fuck this. Like, we just can't do this, you know. And so then you know we found the second location and again i feel like things were going so well (laughs) right before covid hit but i mean i feel like i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that you know i know a lot of i know that a lot of people were in the same boat like we opened like we opened in december you know so technically the virus is already here to be opened. well i
0: remember that i remember stopping by because i was writing a piece about you guys for Mm -hmm. eater and i was like holy shit these guys are set i'm so happy for them
3: (laughs) that's how we felt
1: too we were so happy but you know again i guess it is what it is but yeah
3: yeah, with the ebbs and flows i mean even once we got the second location because i mean when when we were closed the first location then there was like a little bit of in between time are we going to be able to you know get this investor are we going to be able to secure this space whatever and so there's a little bit of you know movement there but then we got the space it was a dream come true uh it was a place that Right across the street from where we live. Yeah, exactly. Right across from where we live, where we used to uh, hang out, uh, used to do art shows in the basement of that building. So it was like a whole bunch of passion in just that space. And we were like really gung ho and excited. And then as we get in there and we start doing stuff, then there is you know, old building problems. So that's a part of that ebb and flow where all of a sudden we were like, oh my God, $80,000 to fix this pipe? Oh my God, oh my God. We we're like, there's no way. And that
2: one pipe, well, the water wouldn't shut off that one time?
3: Oh my God. the basement or something? Yeah, and then it was flooding the kitchen. I don't know if America's? you remember that. Yeah. There's straight up just flooding the kitchen. Oh my god, that was so bad Anywho.
1: There were a lot of those kinds of issues Again, the, you know, it's old space And it's like on the historical registry or whatever And so. then it's also
3: that everything goes wrong Kind of right. mentality But yeah, once we got past all those hiccups I mean, we literally Got all our staff uh, Hired and We did like one uh, paperwork day We did one day where we like Did the whole menu And kind of walked through everything with everybody And then literally we were live the next day And I remember it was being such a whirlwind. Like, we didn't even fully have the line set up. We didn't have, like, anything. And, you know, for most restaurants, maybe that's uh, an okay thing. We were soft launching even. But I think because there was such an excitement from that first spot, also being now, like, in Lower Town, being in in a restaurant space that everybody loved. Everybody loved the Golden Selly space. And so it being empty was something that, you know he, people here in lower town were really upset to see and so us being there i remember that first day it was it was scary and i've been in some rushes i've been in some major food rushes crazy. but was, i just
1: it was completely it was like we were like well past capacity there's yeah. people like standing wow. everywhere like next to tables like bumping into tables while people we, were eating. yeah we like,
3: literally had people standing and eating mm-hmm. uh just to like get their food we had the restaurant Yeah, I mean, we're past the point of legality here. It was way (laughs) over like It was just... And, you know, that was a conversation in the middle of all this while we're trying to set up the line, while we're trying to make sure, you know, people knew how to cook the menu and everything like that. Again, on the basics of just opening a restaurant. We're then also like, oh my gosh, we should have gotten, like, security. We got to, like, be, like, stopping people now at the door. Like, and again, because of that capacity thing. But, you know, ebbs and flows. There was
1: also a show going on, yeah. It was... Yeah, that was actual grand opening So there was, like, weekend. half of the place was full just for people who were there to see that the musical acts, you know? And, and then there was the other half of people who were just there trying to, like, enjoy their dinner. <laughs> like, it was crazy. But I feel like it all worked out. I feel like, you know, yeah, it seemed like everybody had a good time for it, as far as I know, so. Yeah, I
2: was there as a... I was there as a customer on yeah, opening day. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. I was, I you guys, was, you guys the food was down. good, and I was worried about you guys in back. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way this isn't chaotic back there right now for yeah, them.
1: Yeah, it was crazy, but it was great. It was a great time. It's kind of... But yeah, so now we're here, and we're trying to rebuild again, you know, and I think that, you know... I mean, Food Truck has always been, like, a dream of mine since I was a kid, you know, and um, I didn't really... You know, I couldn't foresee that it was going to happen this way, but it did. And we're kind of at the point where we're like, we, you know, we don't really have the resources to jump back into doing another restaurant right now. And um, and it was just so much too. And you know, I feel like, you know, again, both both of us, all or all of us, you know, our, our artists, the three of us in particular, visual artists, you know, and um, working at the restaurant, especially at the end, there, me and Jess were. Working well past 90 hours every week, you know, because we had to keep reducing staff and keep reducing staff and keep keep yeah. reducing staff. So we had to keep just filling in those hours on our own, you know. And so it was at a point where we were just so exhausted and like we couldn't, <clears throat> we had an, absolutely no time for anything outside of our lives. Like you know, there was hardly time to like make sure that we were like feeding ourselves, you know, consistently. And so and at, we that, were, at that at that point was there was like absolutely no to. time to be making art. And so we were so removed from that for so long. And like that's such a big part of of, of who we are, you know. And so I feel like with the food truck, I'm super excited because I foresee it, hopefully. I mean, I know it's going to be a shit ton of work and I'm excited for that. and I'm ready for that. But, you know, I'm really, really hoping that we can find some balance in our personal lives, you know, and I'd love to just be making art more consistently. And I think that it kind of makes sense. I feel like everything's kind of like aligning perfectly right now for the food truck. I mean, again, like with the pandemic, with the with the virus, I feel like the food truck Seems kind of like a no-brainer right now, and I know a lot of people are jumping on it, which is actually s- super exciting for me because I think that this summer is going to be like the summer of food trucks. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be super awesome for food trucks around here. And exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's
0: what I was just thinking, like a mm-hmm. food truck park or something. Yeah, totally.
1: I'm so down for that. I know that there was they used to do the food truck fest on West Seventh, but
3: they are opening a new park. Was that there in Minneapolis? There is that like there's the indoor. Yeah.
1: Food truck park well yeah there's that one I but,
3: yeah I just was reading about it the other day
1: but um, yeah I would love to I would love to you know just find a fleet of other food trucks who just want to like show up at a place and just like you know have some music whatever
3: well and uh, then you know with with uh kind of what we were talking about even before with uh, community everything like that an exciting aspect of this food truck is now we're no longer you know stuck by that, uh, that physical location. Like, uh, in one of our promo videos or whatever videos that we put out recently, uh, a customer had pointed out, they were like, yeah, now just us will be in every neighborhood. And I really think that that, I mean, obviously for us, uh, for the angry line cook food truck will be in every neighborhood, but all the food trucks being able to, I don't know, change kind of the way that our industry looks at this. Cause I really In my heart of hearts, I don't think brick and mortar locations are going to ever be quite the same with uh, restaurant industry. And so, you know, sure, there's going to be a lot of competition with food trucks, but that's the exciting part. It's a brave new world of like, how can we do this? What can we do? And, Mm -hmm. you know, to a point of events and everything earlier, I mean, we're seeing a rise of house venues right now coming up where... Which, I mean, that's something I'm used to. That's what I grew up in, was just a bunch of dirty little punk kids, you know, playing music in the basement. And, you know, we're starting to see that kind of evolution come back. Now it's, you know, as a answer to the COVID and to closing a bunch of these event places. Well, what's to say we're not seeing, like, those same venues then have food trucks outside of them, those house venues? What's, th- what's to say that we're not seeing neighborhoods that are literally having their own restaurant you know, on a semi-regular basis being able to be there that otherwise wouldn't have a restaurant. I can think of so many residential neighborhoods that don't have, you know, anything like that um, around here. So it's just super exciting to see what that's going to be like and be on that wave. I think
1: so too. I feel like, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be weird, but I think it's going to be fun. Like, I feel like a lot of people are going to, I mean, because it wasn't only our industry that was rocked, you know, it was also, you know, like venues, like, you know, the music industry it sucked i mean it still sucks you know but i feel like we are all gonna get to a point where we're just gonna have to get really creative you know and i'm excited for that because i feel like that's kind of just how all of us operate you know um but yeah we have talked to a couple of bands who have band houses and we're kind of yeah we're kind of like tossing around this idea yeah where we can just park outside of house shows and Whatever we just want to like pop up in weird places wherever people want to eat you know. Um, Obviously,
3: there's legalities that we gotta right, you know, we make can, sure that we're in on. The boring
2: <laughs> stuff. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that there's always uh, breweries and other events yeah. on, uh, on on Facebook. You see it on yeah. the on the one of the food truck groups all the time. There's constantly businesses looking for yeah. food trucks. So like, mm-hmm. hey, we need five trucks for such and such event tomorrow, and then another five the next day. So even in this even wintertime right now so i mean yeah. i expect summer to be booming mm-hmm. and uh yeah the whole food truck thing is just, i've never worked on a food truck and always always joke around that work with these guys has been uh best job of my life and i still managed to lose it three times so <laughs> i'm looking forward to this next iteration <laughs> well i don't
0: know i yeah i i personally find it to be Really inspiring that you guys just keep coming up with new and creative ways to bring the essence of what you do back to life. Like, even though it's technically not just us anymore, Mm -hmm. it's there is still some sort of like ineffable essence that can be solely attributed to you guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think yeah, I think it's really honorable that you guys just keep going. And I I think just a lot of people in many different disciplines across the board should take note of that Mm because it really it's just like a trial by fire thing. It really just hardens. Mm -hmm. hardens you to a state of like you're almost invincible like who cares what happens next we'll just keep coming back and we'll keep coming back with something even better and more creative Mm -hmm. and you know it's just it's with that mindset it's really exciting to see where you guys could go in the future thank you i'm
1: stoked i feel like things will get weird and interesting you know (laughs) but yeah i feel like that's kind of what it is right now and i think that's a big part of it i feel like you know the pandemic like forced people to adapt and I feel like if you don't, that's such a necessary skill. And I feel like in one way or another, all of us gained that a long time before we met each other, you know, mm-hmm. and so I feel like, you know, it's kind of, again, like you said, trial by fire, you know, I think that right now, I mean, if if it wasn't already like kind of cutthroat in in the restaurant industry, you know, I feel like this really kind of was like a maker to break it moment for a lot of people. I know so many people who left the industry, which is I I mean, totally understandable. Again, it's again, like I said earlier, I feel like the industry tends to be exploitative, you know, and it doesn't really take care of its people. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, this pandemic kind of exposed the lack of job security in in this industry. So a lot of people were like, peace, you know, like I'm done. I can't keep doing this. And that I I totally I, I, I feel that like I get that, you know, but I feel like yeah <laughs> after that to like come back to it I, I think that like that again that really really like you said earlier i feel like says or just shows that this we kind of are where we need to be right now and yeah i think that i'm excited like honestly i feel like at this point there's like so what nothing can really surprise me at this point you know i feel like nothing can like really like nothing can really shake us you know and so yeah i'm, I'm excited to like put all all of this to kind of like apply everything we've learned into this new iteration you know
3: What you were saying earlier about like it being inspiring, everything like that, I really just to my core feel like part of our message has always been an example, you know, so like with the first location being like the restaurant that we wanted to work for, you know, that was like the idea, Um, creating rules and structures of respect that was the way that we wanted to do it, Uh, then going into or that what we had wanted to see in like in the industry. Being that example has been just a huge aspect for us. And, you know, even at the very beginning, when it was just uh, still an idea, uh, I remember we had been dreaming for years about having our own place. And, you know, it's our society, uh, but you spend enough time in it and it'll break you down and it starts telling you that you're not able to do something, Uh, you're not good enough to do something, whatever. And I think we were really stuck in that headspace. Uh, But being able to be on this ride, being able to go through all these restaurants and now this food truck, uh, it's hopefully been something that, yeah, is really, really inspiring to the next wave. Because if I'm being honest, I love this city and I love Minnesota. But right now, it's going to be, yes, some of us that are figuring out how to go on in the post-pandemic world. But it really is the younger generation that's going to come in and create a lot of the foundation that our society is then going to be kind of built on and go forward with. And so right now more than ever, I feel like the younger generation needs that bit of hope and bit of op- optimism. If something like a, a food tr- food truck of, you know, a bunch of angry line cooks is the thing that will do it, awesome. But, you know, any way and every way that that can happen
2: is I crucial.
1: That was That was a big part of... You know, when we ran the open mics and things like that, that was—I mean—it kind of just became like a youth-oriented, or, orientated well, event. And
3: well, it's because of McNally. Uh, it was—we started the open mics directly. It was—we heard McNally was closing. We never went to McNally, but a big college in downtown St. Paul. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off completely, but.
1: Um, but yeah, I feel like that was—that was pretty cool too, because I feel like a lot of like young people kind of started frequ- frequenting, frequenting frequenting the restaurant and it was cool for them because i think that they like saw us working the place or running the place and they're like hey they don't look that much older than i am you know like what's the story guys and you know i feel like that was really awesome to see and you know i mean there was so many you know so many of the kids that would come through that would be like this is so cool you know like oh my god you know whatever like i want to i want to do this like you guys hiring like that kind of thing you know and like we did end up hiring some of them in, in the second location you know and but i feel like yeah, that's an awesome thing. And I think that, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's with any industry. I feel like the the young people are going to take the reins, you know. Mm-hmm. But I hope that, you know, people kind of cultivate the youth more in our industry because I do worry. I do worry about the future of our industry a lot. You know, I think that, I don't know. I feel like obviously chain, chains and corporate restaurants and franchises will kind of always prevail and we're kind of always going to be the underdog in a way. But I think that, You know, I feel like we hit a really good stride in the Twin Cities. Like, I feel like our restaurant scene, it's just awesome. The restaurant scene is awesome here, you know. And um, it sucks so much to, like, lose so many awesome places, you know. Um, But I truly hope that people are kind of, again, you know, people take this as an opportunity to be creative and we just see, like, weird food concept things pop up everywhere, you know. Because, I mean, I know that that's been happening in, in bigger cities, but... Like fuck it, we're a big city too, you know? We're a big we're city. Apple city. <laughs> I mean, not even Saint Paul, just the twin cities in general, you know. I feel like there are just there's so many awesome, awesomely talented people here and so many people who are passionate about what they do and so I think that yeah, I, I feel like I have in in the last couple of years seen um more like pop ups and private dinners and things happening, which I'm super excited about, you know. But I think again, yeah, I feel like it's this kind of like this stripped away everybody's tools, the pandemic, you know, and mm everybody out of their comfort zone you know and i think that again the adaptability is huge you know so i feel like I'm, i think that it's going to get interesting i think that it's going to get super super interesting I, I feel like the summer i keep saying the summer because i'm like it's going to be the best summer ever like i feel like Perfect. just because i really wanted to be because last summer sucked so much it's you it know needs, it needs to be at this <laughs> yeah, point. I, I need a good summer <laughs> but i feel like honestly we all we everybody just needs a really really kick-ass summer yep. yeah exactly and so I think that if, you know, we, again, all get creative together and are all kind of patient with one another because we're all kind of figuring it out, you know, I think that there are good times that lie ahead, you know.
2: Yeah. I'm looking forward to getting weird with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and uh, you know, if the food truck doesn't work out, can we get a food, Angry land Cook uh pirate ship next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
4: Hot dog cart?
2: That slash too. pirate ship. Slash, <laughs> slash pirate ship. The hot dog cart will be on the pirate ship. So yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's a to get your
3: hot dog. tricycle, like one of those motorcycles with the sidecars, <laughs> so it just shoots off. Fuck safe. it, why not? Yeah, <laughs> if we're building it, it might as well.
0: Yeah, right. It's just if it's <laughs> well, things are just going to get crazier and crazier from yeah. here on out if they need to. <laughs> yeah, be.
1: right. It's going to get wacky.
0: Two, two last. We can ra- start to wrap it up here, but two last things I wanted to mention. First of all, I thought it was really interesting in the description of your, your GoFundMe that you. S- you specifically used the phrase you said the food truck was like alchemized by anger and Mm. i think that's a really interesting way to put it and i think that's actually a really positive way to process anger and i love talking about emotions so let's not go into that topic too much (laughs) because this is going to turn into a fucking two-hour thing yeah but i think that's a really positive way to approach anger instead of like being angry at the world and yelling at everyone and making Mm -hmm. a scene taking that anger and kind of like transmuting it into a drive to do something yes. greater or to yeah. do something new. And I think that's really cool that you guys did that with... And it's literally in the name, right. Angry Line So yeah. like... You, you're you're doing this new thing and you're driven by passion but you're also kind of driven by anger because you're kind of like frustrated that like fuck we just keep getting yeah. knocked down like screw it let's Honestly, just go again you, you know i feel like I really respect that that's
1: i think that like i'm speaking for me mostly but i feel like it's safe to speak for me and Jess because yeah. i know him pretty well yeah. but i feel like both of us you know i mean i feel like we're fairly angry people you know and like i think that i try to be kind to the people around me but i feel like internally my entire life i've, I've kind of struggled with that because i feel like there's a lot to be angry about you know but I think that that's part of the resilience and I feel like I feel like again the adapt- adaptability comes to mind but I feel like being able to turn that into something I, I I feel like I don't know okay like there's I feel like people always say like oh don't hang on to anger blah 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 it's not good for your soul whatever I get it I get it but I feel like you can also use it as fuel you know I feel like yeah. it fuels a lot of what I do um restaurant wise you know food truck wise now but also just my art you know I feel like it's just I feel like that's always that's always how I've ch- ch- channeled it and I think it's for the sake of not taking that out on the people around me you know and I think it's been that way since I was like a kid you know
3: but at the beginning of our relationship uh there was a comic that I made I don't know if you remember the two people uh laying in bed just talking about emotions and mm. whatever but uh one of my longest running philosophies or whatever I ideology whatever Um uh, anger is literally one of the best emotions uh it is a catalyst for change change being one of the most positive things that any of us can hope to experience Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean i don't think we should be telling people to not be angry we should tell people maybe not hold on to hate Mm -hmm. hate is a terrible thing that's like the extreme of that but i mean if you see somebody angry like they're probably justified in their mind they have a thing to be angry about they're expressing a raw emotion Mm -hmm. and wanting to create change from that you know that emotion um and we should all be so lucky to feel that and you know want to actually initiate that uh, that change whether Mm -hmm. in ourselves or in our surroundings
1: yeah definitely
3: as long as it's for good
1: but i feel like that, that i mean that was a big part of this, part of this experience, I feel like, you know, there's been it's there's been a lot of very weird, kind of nuanced things that have happened behind the scenes that, you know, for the sake of remaining diplomatic, I guess, we haven't really talked about publicly, you know. So there's been a lot of a lot of things that we've kind of had to just um again, just put up with, you know, or just deal with and like a lot of people do in their lives there's just shit that happens and you just have to deal with it you know and um so I feel like that's I I think that this is when you see us channeling health in in a healthy way and when you see us cooking that's that's when you see us channeling in a healthy way and so I think that yeah I honestly wouldn't have it any other way I think that it's it's kind of just this healthy understanding and approach to anger and you know I feel like I think that, again, I feel like everybody has that. Everybody has that kind of fire internally, and because I feel like, you know, it's there's like this societal implication, I guess, that like you can't be angry, you know, or like it's bad to be angry, whatever, but I feel like I've been in so many situations where people just assume that I'm the angry bitch anyways, you know, so it's like, fuck it, like, I will be, and I'll do it really fucking well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I I think that, yeah, that's that's a big part of the philosophy with the food truck in general, and I think that the angry line cook that the name, I think, um, I mean, it's kind of like cheeky and fun, you know, but I think, too, that's just kind of like it's like salute to like all of the line cooks in the world, because I feel like all everybody like everybody that works in a kitchen that, or that works in a restaurant can like I think can relate. We're, we all we all are angry. And I think it's. Because a lot of times we end up seeing the very worst that humans have to offer other human beings, uh, you know. and
2: Injustices and whatnot. And yeah, absolutely. Anger is the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the indifferent line cook doesn't quite have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. Can you imagine? <laughs> the, the, <complacence. laughs> the
1: board line cook. Yeah. Yeah. The, co- the <laughs> calm line cook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Um, but no, look, we can, we can kind of wrap it up there. But I think at the end of the day, if you guys ever doubt What you're doing in any sort of way just look at the gofundme page that you guys have going on there just seeing the support rolling and even though you're at halfway and you're not all the way there i mean you'll get there and just even Mm -hmm. seeing that support i mean it's at that that point it's not even about the money it's just the fact that there are so many out people out there willing to support you just to give money like golden fig giving you over a grand like 1.5k that's just freaking insane just so awesome and uh at the end of the day just look at stuff like that because that that's the community Absolutely. that you guys keep talking Honestly, about.
1: Honestly, and that's you know that I could cry. I could cry <laughs> if I thought about it if I thought about it yeah. too much or too hard, but that's how it's I mean from the beginning like we've just been so floored by the people who there've been people who every iteration have been there, you know, and have been down for any of the weirdness that we're coming to them with, you know, and like it's just it's just so cool and I feel like, you know, for us especially especially being artists for so long, like there's so much of that like putting yourself out there you know and we know what it feels like when people don't respond and it sucks you know but i feel like i feel like with the restaurant like i think that a lot of people got got behind the philosophy right away you know a lot of people got down with the whole um jaded restaurant industry folks trying to trying to be the change that they want to see in the industry you know and so i feel like right away there were a lot of people who were like hell yeah like i'm i'm with these guys no matter what they do you know and like that just blows my mind. That's, I, I just feel so grateful for, you know, for everybody who's who supported us and now who's backing us in the GoFundMe and, you know, we love you guys. <laughs> you guys are awesome, you know, and um and that's one one thing that we've said time and time again and we'll keep saying it is we promise to uphold the the standard, you know in any in anything we do you know that's been so important for us like we don't take shortcuts when it comes to like flavor and when it comes to food you know yeah, and about. exactly and you know because people people deserve good things people deserve to consume good things and consume things that were made consciously you know and and we'll always we'll always offer that to people so yeah well that's
0: well that's what happens when you put yourself out there mm-hmm. as a as a restaurant as an artist, as anyone doing something that is so inherently a part of their soul when you put yourself out there inevitably there's going to be people who aren't down with it because they just they're like i don't relate to that right but then the people who do relate to it are going to be like holy shit i am super into that and then it kind of becomes for lack of a better word word a cult but in a good way like (laughs) you kind of build a cult following because these people can really deeply relate to this thing that you're just really being vulnerable about Mm -hmm. and there's just that's just really beautiful and uh Totally. That you know, evolves in community and then you just have your tribe and I mean there's nothing better than that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but let's cap it there. This has been yeah. really wonderful. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah. It's been okay. so great. Um and uh it's been super weird, surreal, and hilarious to just like keep talking to to you guys over the years. I'll never forget like just sitting down with the crew in in, uh, in the first location mm-hmm. and talking with you guys and then talking with you guys again in the second location right. and then like talking with you guys at like a tasting event at a, some brewery where oh, you guys yeah. oh, were. Oh, yeah. that test-
3: was a fun night.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've, I've 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 just been weirdly connected with you guys mm-hmm. the whole way and I think it's because I I'm always drawn to people who who are very clearly authentic. Mm-hmm. So awesome. I appreciate it and I wish we you guys the best you, of luck. Yeah, yeah, thank seriously. you so much. Thank, thank you. It. Hey there, thanks for sticking around. I'll include everything you need to support angry line cooks in the description below. The best way that you can help them is by going to their GoFundMe page and donating. Be sure to keep up to date on their social media so that you can see them progress. These people deserve your money because they represent the spirit of hospitality, not only in St. Paul, not only in the Twin Cities, not only in Minnesota, but the spirit of hospitality globally. The people who work in this industry work their asses off, and they don't expect much in return. Whenever we have an opportunity to help them, we should take it. Be sure to follow the podcast on the official Instagram page, which you can now find at Food Under Fire Pod. You can find it on Facebook as well under the same name. Keep in mind that I recently launched a Patreon for the podcast. Patreon is a service where, for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content and merch. It's optional, but if you're interested, visit patreon.com slash foodunderfire. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash foodunderfire. Find the link in the description as well. If you enjoy the show, consider subscribing on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You could also share with a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And that's it for this episode, folks.
2: Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Take care.